Hey, Composer Quest listeners, we have the announcement of our next quest coming up in this special episode. But first, just a reminder, the last quest just finished. We had a bunch of submissions for our first ever Composer Quest collaborative album. You don't believe me when I say, when I say that I love you. Check it out at composerquest.bandcamp.com. Now, on to the announcement of our quest number three. We are going to be doing arias for the group Opera on Tap. So let's go to the field to talk with operatic composer Nick Mrocek and the leader of Opera on Tap, Aaron Tavidi. Well, I'm here with Aaron Tavidi and Nick Mrocek. And Aaron leads Opera on Tap, uh, the Twin Cities division of Opera on Tap. So could you explain a little bit about that? Sure thing. Um, Opera on Tap is a national organization that actually has about 12 different chapters of it all around the U.S. And so the Twin Cities is one of those chapters. Um, It's a nonprofit group that performs opera at a bar, actually at Honey, up in northeast Minneapolis um, every second Sunday of the month. Our mission is to bring opera to people who maybe want to regularly experience them in a more at-ease, laid-back kind of setting and, you know, making it seem more fun and and just kind of getting opera out there to people who normally wouldn't experience it. And you act as MC also. A I, pretty d- funny I do. I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm one of the associate directors, and I, I do I, I co-host or host alone, and I sing as well. I kind of it's yeah, it's a collaborative effort, and we have a good time. So for this upcoming quest, do you want to explain to our listeners what kind of compositions you're going to be looking for for your performance coming up? Gotcha. So for our September 8th gig, we are asking composers to compose arias that are more classical in nature. So if you have an opera that you're working on, you can use one of your arias from that. Otherwise, an art song, something classical in nature, not as much musical theater. And we're looking for something that's singable. Um, So, I mean, if you have a singer friend, you know, maybe ask them to say, hey, you know, does this range look like it's doable for a human or whatnot? We'll have (laughs) different different, um, vocal ranges. We will have sopranos, mezzos, tenors, and basses that we'll have available to sing the actual arias themselves. We have an electric piano, and basically, I mean, you can have it for, I'd say, up to six singers total. It's harder. I mean, we have to collaborate with each other together to try to learn the music in a shorter amount of time. So, you know, if you get more than six people, it's a little bit harder to coordinate schedules. But otherwise, I mean, we're pretty open to say, you know, if you want to do a solo, duet, trio, quartet, whatever, but we just have an electric piano to use. So that's basically the accompaniment that's available. Nick, maybe we could talk to you a little bit about because uh, you're an opera composer. Yeah. For people who haven't ever written something for uh, an opera or written an aria or anything like that, how would you define an aria versus like uh, any other sort of song? That's a that's a tough question. I think. Um, I mean, an aria over just a, an art song. Typically, there's a character involved. Obviously, in an opera, you have characters, but. 
There are such things out there as concert arias, so it, it's not part of an opera. It's just, it's it's almost like an art song, but there's a set of emotions that belong to a person that are being conveyed rather than just a poem that's been set to music. So there's some sort of action happening even within that little five minutes. Maybe it's telling its own mini story. So I don't know if that's a great <laughs> definition of an aria. I mean, arias typically, yes, they're usually followed or preceded by a recitative and things like that. And they're telling part of the story. And in many cases, the aria is often your soliloquy sort of portion of a play. You know, the characters are often talking to themselves time kind of stops for a minute and they give away all the emotions that they're feeling the recitative stuff is all the action and then time stops and you get to to feel what the characters are feeling cool and so part of this quest will be we're not asking you to write a whole opera so um that would be crazy that would be (laughs) insane i hope you've been working (laughs) so kind of what we were thinking is that um you could write this aria for an opera that doesn't exist, and then it's kind of cool. It's like, what is the rest of the story? I want to know. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, if you don't mind me telling a little mini story, yes. the, the first opera that I wrote when I was in college actually started with me writing a concert aria. I had kind of oh, come cool. up with this poem that I had worked in. It was kind of walking through this woman's feelings as something happened. And then I was telling my friends about, hey, I was writing this art song. And then they were like, no, it sounds like it's part of something. It really does. And um, I'm not going to lie. After a few beers later, you're starting to like elaborate <laughs> on this story. And then after you know a few weeks, I actually had a, an entire story surrounding it. And then I set to work on writing other portions of it. And it actually became a, a short one-act opera. So I did start with an art song that that fed into a full-fledged thing. Cool. I think that would be like the coolest result of this is that exactly. eventually inspires you to write a whole opera. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, so back to Opera on Tap a little bit. So after they submit these arias to us, mm-hmm. if you just email me, charlie at composerquest.com, and they're due on July 15th. But after they submit them, then I'll hand it over to Erin and her team at Opera on Tap. So what kind of criteria are you going to use to pick these? Pick which ones get performed? I mean, we kind of look at who we have as our singers and to see what, what works out best with what we have available to us. And then... You know, trying to make the show, you know, well-rounded, so, you know, slow versus fast. I mean, it's really hard to pinpoint exactly how we would decide which ones get chosen. Sometimes it's just some little thing that you really like about it. Or this person would work great with that opera, or aria. Mm -hmm. We had one aria last year that got submitted, and we just, like, the minute that we heard it, we were like, oh my gosh, I know who exactly can sing this. And so we're like, well, there you go, you know, check that off the list, so. (laughs) Cool, yeah. So it'll be subjective, but I think that's a good thing. It's like, well, what sounds good to you? What makes you want to sing it? <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, we also had another piece last year that, well, it was actually written for a grand piano where you had to like pluck the piano and the range was kind of all over the place. And, and we looked at it initially, we're like, all oh, the, the people that we have for singers, I just couldn't 
figure out who could sing it first of all and then we just didn't have you know unfortunately we didn't have a grand piano down in honey i mean try to get a grand piano downstairs in that place would be (laughs) quite a task (laughs) yeah what kind of arias do you like to sing can you I like lyrical ones, I guess. Nick's always really good at picking out arias that, I don't know, just, they always seem to fit my voice quality. I, I don't know. I've, I've listened to Aaron sing a lot, though, <laughs> for a really long time. Yeah. Do you have any aria composing tips for the audience? Yeah. I mean, if I'm going to write an aria, the first thing I do is find the text. I personally like to write the text myself. I'm not a poet by any means. And it doesn't have to be a poem. Uh, That's what's so great about opera is it doesn't have to follow a rhyme scheme or anything like that. You just have to have what would a person say and do they say it in a way that you can set it to music. I try not to just write a song like I would an art song. I try to overthink the character how does that character act what's the situation surrounding what's just happening in the opera you know did something cause what's happening and then i sit there and i i usually don't start at the piano personally i like to to do it because i'm a vocalist as well i like to sing through it myself and see if it feels like a song i would want to sing and so i try to make the text speak to the way i think that character would actually talk to somebody else so if I think they're a high-strung person, do they, they're probably not going to sing a really smooth, luxurious line. They're probably going to be really chirpy and really fast-paced, you know. So I try to make the music match what the character's actual characteristics are. But yeah, I would say find, it, find the text first. And it, even if you only have the text of that aria, just in your mind, quickly make up what the rest of the story is and be able to say it in five minutes. In five minutes, what is the plot of this story? And how did this character get into this situation so that you can express that in the song? Nice. Do you have tips for writing for a voice? Well, I think Aaron probably hit on the best one is if you've got a friend who sings, just ask him. I mean, I do it all the time. I think I've shown Aaron probably every single piece of music I've ever written. <laughs> but the, you just have to ask somebody of that voice type, preferably. If you're writing for a tenor, don't ask a baritone because the baritone's going to tell you, no, this is way too high. <laughs> Um, or they'll lie to you and be like, yeah, sure, it looks great. <laughs> you know, uh, ask friends. Try to sing through it yourself, I think would be a really crucial one. Even if you don't have a good voice, can you hum the song? Can you mm-hmm. sing it back? Even if your your style of composition isn't melodic, can you, you know, still, does it does it sit in your voice in a way that makes sense? I think that, that's probably it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything I'm forgetting here, Aaron? Because I... I don't know, but I'd like to plug cards. that if, if you're interested in, in seeing what Opera on Tap is about, you can certainly come by on July 14th is our next gig um, at Honey in Northeast Minneapolis. It's at the address is 205 East Hennepin Avenue, Northeast Minneapolis. Um, seating for dinners at 6 and shows at 6.30. And our theme this time around is Gender Bender. So woo, <laughs> our males are going to be singing female arias and vice versa. So I think it's going to be an interesting show. Nice. Well, thanks for joining me here, guys. Thank you. And I'm really looking forward to this challenge. Again, those submissions are going to be due on July 15th. And just email me, 
charlie at composerquest.com. And if you have more questions about Opera on Tap, just look on Facebook, Opera on Tap Twin Cities, or you can visit our website, operaontap.org. Good luck to all you composers out there who are going to try this Composer Quest quest. One last piece of advice. If writing lyrics isn't your strong suit, you can always find a librettist. That's what I'm going to be doing. I asked Lorianne Stevens, a talented writer, who I met through another online composing contest. So keep in mind there's a lot of writers online who would probably be thrilled if you just sent them an email or a tweet. So again, remember to send your submissions to me, charlie at composerquest.com, by 11.59 p.m. Central Standard Time on July 15th. So good luck. I'll leave you with part of that aria Nick was talking about that he later turned into a full opera. This is called Eve's Aria. And if you want to check out more of Nick's music, you can go to nicholas.mrocek.org. And his last name is spelled M-R-O-C-Z-E-K. 